episode and is sponsored by damn sydney you trying to take my damn role side like, no, i'm playing It's Ron. This episode is sponsored by telling someone about their self. Ron, is there anyone who needs to know about themselves today? Um, no, not not that I know of. I'm actually in, I'm actually in a good space. So like, I'm really just trying to be very positive this week. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I'm just like, you know, trying to be very positive. So it's not really anyone I want to like, you know, tell tell them about themselves. How about you? No, I'm good. I'm chilling. You sure? I'm relaxing this. You week. sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So, today episode mood is um it's actually it's actually a video from a black woman that lives in Philly. And clearly y'all got her fucked up <laughs> because <laughs> she was trying to get her hair done and it was not it was not given because a white woman was trying to stop her. So let me actually pull the video video up real fast so I can like, you know. This lady sees me turning up the fucking block. And the bitch decides she gonna meet me at fucking bumper to bumper. So bitch, you got me fucked up if you think I'm backing up into a motherfucking intersection. So we sitting here for three motherfucking minutes go to toe to toe. You bitches always play with me up here in motherfucking Manny Young. I've been up here since 2018. You whores gonna stop trying it. You white bitches always try this shit with me in this motherfucking car. I will hop out this bitch and wear them last lips out. Back your ass up. She really sat here and fucking played with me. Bitch, I was supposed to be getting my hair done six fucking minutes ago. That's what I fucking thought. Yeah, don't fuck with black women and getting their hair done. Just don't. That is not gonna be a good scene. She clearly was gonna wear her fucking white lips out. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let's just hop into motives and thoughts. If you're a fan of the podcast, then you know. But if not, in motives and thoughts, we have a guided conversation around something that matters. It's intended to open up the minds of our peer groups, and we encourage a diversity of thoughts. We center each conversation around three core questions. This week, we are getting into gatekeeping in the Black community. So, what do you think, Ron? Is gatekeeping acceptable in the black community? Um, I think, you know, I think gatekeeping is acceptable in certain instances. I think that it's acceptable to protect and set boundaries within our, you know, within our community that protects the integrity and authenticity of our culture. I think that's very important when we're talking about gatekeeping inside our, inside our community. But I think what... The part of gatekeeping that I don't agree with is gatekeeping from ourselves. Gatekeeping with actually within the black community. Like, yeah, I agree with gatekeeping from like, you know, other you know, other people that comes in and, you know, culture appropriate and stuff like that. But I d de- I, I, I don't agree with the gatekeeping within our community. I just I just I just don't because I feel like in some ways that, you know, we're adopting systems of oppression and we're per- per- perpetuating it onto ourselves and I, I i just don't agree with that i really i really don't same um i feel like a perfect example is daniel caesar he tried to invite that white lady <laughs> to our 
our imaginary cookout, and we was like, "Cool, when y'all pull up, we gonna jump up." <laughs> right, this is an Africans Man. only cookout, like. <laughs> Period. Daniel Caesar was never to be heard or seen from again. And I like it when we can rally together for stuff like that. Like, keep the outsiders out. Keep the insiders in. And, like, let's love on each other and give each other opportunities without being dickheads about it. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. But I just think that um we just got to, like, you know, let go of the notion of ex- ex- exclusiveness. Like... Bro, come on, like, just just let that go. Like, just let that go. Like, I, I want everyone to eat. And I ain't, I know a lot of people that say that and just want to be cliche about that shit, but I, that's something I live by. Like, I want everyone to eat. All my friends, I want to eat. People in my community, I want I want to see you eat. Like, creatives, black creatives, I want to see you eat. Like, that's what, that's, that's my whole tip. That's my whole thing. Like, that's, that's what I go by. That's, that's like my, my memo in life. <laughs> but I just think that. <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm. I just don't agree with the whole gatekeeping within our community. Like, I agree with gatekeeping to protect our culture. I definitely agree with that because I think that a lot of times, you know, we allow outsiders to come in and and you know, fuck up the authenticity of our culture. Like, this is not how we. This is not how it was created. This is not how we go about it. And you basically just putting a profit on it, basically. And I also, I would also like to call out black elitists as well and people that, and people that perpetuate black capitalism, because I think that in some ways we have found a way to find, we have found ways to monetize our struggle. And Mm -hmm. I think that when you're, when you're so used to being in, in this one place and you're like, dang, what the fuck can I do this? I just keep, I just keep like. Everything, all this is just happening. Let me just let me just put a dollar sign on it. Fuck it. Like let me just put a dollar sign. If the white people doing it, why not? Me? Why not me? I'm black. So you see, you see, like you know, you see like figures like P Diddy and Jay Z and stuff, and you know, like people like that that say they're for the community, but like they're not really out here in the field. Like Diddy could just like you know put a a racial like you know like a racial ambiguous woman in front and say that she's a she's an R and B star. But not give the same, mm-hmm. not give the same recognition, recognition and the same push to a black, dark skinned woman. So Speak it's on. like, yeah, we can talk about gatekeeping from other people, but I think what's essential to the conversation is how do we destroy gatekeeping within our com- own community? How do we no longer put a, a dollar sign on our struggle or our trauma? I'm tired of that. I'm tired of trauma porn. Mm. So, yeah, I think that that's very essential to the conversation. I also think, like, you know, one question I had that I wanted to ask you, do you think that being black is enough, like, is, is that is that enough credibility to gatekeep? Like, do that allow you to be a gatekeeper? Because there's a difference from gatekeeping and being a gatekeeper. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting because that's like, okay, well, how do you define black? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of shit right now on the internet going on, like surrounding Mulatto. And at some point she herself said she didn't identify as black, but now she does. Right. And for myself, there was n- never a time in my life where I could be like, oh, I don't identify as black. Mm-hmm. Like I've never right. had that choice. Yeah. You I've never had that choice. That right. Black. Right. And I've always stood in it. So it's like 
can someone like Mulatto be a gatekeeper who has one black parent mm-hmm. and identifies as black, but still very much so has another side to her? Right. Or is somebody who's black and went to a PWI, can they gatekeep like HBCU culture? Mm. The answer is no. So it gets really tricky there. I think we all just need to like stay in our lane and make space for other black people so we can all be like, okay, we may not come from the same background, but we're on the same page. Yeah, I also, I, I definitely so. agree with that. And I think that blackness isn't a monolith. Um, mm-hmm. when, when you look at my black skin, it doesn't read hip hop. I'm much more than that. So I want, I just want outside people that loves our culture or different races that love our culture that, you know, they wake up and listen to hip hop every day. Like we're more than that. We're much more than a rap mm-hmm. song. We're much more than hip hop. We're much more than all this glitz and glamour, the, 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 the fashions and the sneakers. And we're much more than that. We're much, we're way much more than that. And I just want, I just want people, I just want people to understand that because a lot of times I I just think that people think that we're a monolith. Mm. We're not that. We have so many layers to us. We have so many different, different, different things about ourselves. Actually, like, honestly, and I think that sometimes people would be like, oh, I love black culture, but like, are you actually getting to know it? Mm. Are you actually opening them history yeah. books? You could rap. You could rap a rap song with history, me. Just like present. Yeah, day. present day. Like, are you actually out here like doing the work to understand the culture? Because, like I said, I mean, fucking hip hop started in the I want to say the early, the late seventies, early eighties. Like, so it's just like that's basically mm-hmm. new. That's not like, come on, like that's new, like. That's a, that's a new piece of culture to us. So it's just like, we are much more than that. And I just want, wish people understood that. Because I think that being as though, you know, hip-hop is the number one genre right now. I think that it's it's so profitable. It's so profitable. Yes, and even to other black people, that's what I was saying. Like, okay, after the Jeezy Gucci Man versus... Like, Travis Scott was selling merchandise for Yeah, like, I'm just like, like, get your Jeff Bezos ass the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that nigga really is the black J- Jeff Bezos. Like, I swear to God he is. Seriously. Like, like, oh my God. And it's like, friend, just stay in your lane. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I just, I, that's that's my whole thing. Like, that, that's that's just, that's 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 my whole thing. Um, I, I just had another question for you as well. Mm-hmm. So, what happens... When you have instances like, let's say, a J-Lo, or when a black person actually invites the white person to a cookout, how do we as people handle certain situations like that without coming off as aggressive? But I think aggressive aggressiveness is so important to the conversation as well, because I think that... It's okay for us to be frustrated. It's okay. It's okay for us to be mad about you inviting someone to the cookout. I think that's a valid. I think that's a valid expression mm-hmm. of aggressiveness, Absolutely. anger, I told you. frustration. Jump everybody. <laughs> like 
we gonna jump you and your unwanted guest. <laughs> yeah, I just think that that's. I just think that's. Um, how do how do how do we how do we go about situations like that? I don't know, but we need to figure it out ASAP because that, like, that's what's happening. So many of us are saying, oh, well, my non-black person of color friend grew up with us, so they're a part of the culture. Or my white friend is so cool. She knows so many rap lyrics. She's a part of the culture. And that's how our shit is getting so watered down because there are people who aren't authentic to the lifestyle, to the culture, who like, well, shit, my friend vouched for me, so I'm in here. Right. And that's not cool. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. It's it's hard. It's hard out here to be black. It really is hard. That's just amazing. <laughs> but, you know, um, what kind of boundaries should we set in place for gatekeeping? Like, what rules and regulations should we have as people? I feel, you know, just everyone be genuine to yourself because like you said, being black is not a monolith. Mm-hmm. So you stay in whatever your particular black ass lane is and you let other people do the same thing. If you're black and you're from Atlanta, but you're into alt rock, that doesn't make you less a part of our culture. Mm. You're just in a different segment. Like, you still black as fuck. So you handle all the alt-rock shit, and you let somebody else handle the southern rap right? and hip-hop. And that just is what it is. Everybody just stay in your lane. Be proud to be in your lane. And know that, like, if you are black, and you've always identified as black, and society has always identified you as black, then bitch, you black. Right. Period. You don't need anybody to tell you that. Um, but just don't bring nobody else in who is not black. This is an Africans only culture. It's like, oh, but yeah, I I, de- <laughs> I definitely agree. But you know, I think that there also needs to be a conversation about celebrities plus radicalism because I think that. I honestly don't think that celebrities should be gatekeepers because in, okay. in, you know, in some ways I think that <laughs> I think that celebrities are also a part of the problem because it's like y'all also want to, y'all also want a piece of the pie or the white or the white pies. Y'all want the white pies, but y'all also want the black pies. So what y'all want to do, y'all want to, you know, y'all want the white pies, but y'all want to take the ingredients from the black pies and sit at the table with the white people. That don't, that don't, that don't, that don't, that don't work. Like that's that's really what it is. They want to. They want. They want the. They want the white pie, but they want the ingredients from the black pie. It don't work like that, bro, man. Well, that's like a byproduct of capitalism. Agreed. Which we can go in about another day. Yeah, because oh Lord, 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 I could talk all day about that shit. Absolutely. But um. So I I was like you know reading over the notes for today's episode I I was fumbling mm-hmm. about the definition between policing someone's behavior and gatekeeping mm. and I really don't know how to feel about it. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna just tell you this: when it comes to like policing people's behavior. 
normally I'm a person like I mind my business, but when it comes to this pandemic bullshit, I'm all up in people's <laughs> business. Like I will comment on somebody's Instagram story and be like, no mask, just vibes, huh? And hookah smoke. Vibes and hookah Ventilators smoke. and vibes. <laughs> Ventilators. <laughs> Ventilators and fucking vibes. Because that's exactly what y'all doing out Somebody here. Somebody said it's not friends giving. It's friends giving each other COVID. Nah, it was a tweet I seen like earlier where it said like y'all talking about going over y'all grandma's house for Thanksgiving. Talking about that's the last supper. <laughs> Listen, man. And to be clear, this is not funny. We're not. Laughing We're not laughing, about but we just want of coronavirus. We just want people to to take to take the take the pandemic more serious. We're laughing at how stupid. You yeah, all we just are. want we want y'all to to get out the bars, stop smoking a hookah because there's a respiratory disease that's going around. Hello, we want put the hookah we down. want you to take this very serious because people are actually dying. Please. Literally. Please, the, anybody that's listening to this, please just stay out the bars. Please stay out the cl- the clubs. Take your ass home. Spend some time with your family. Start a business. Read a book. Watch a movie. You know what? I want to share a quick anecdote about why I'm being serious about um, coronavirus. Because I actually tested positive like earlier in September, but I had no symptoms at all. I was perfectly fine. I could still taste, smell, all this jazz. So I could have been one of those people that's like, oh, COVID's not that bad. Like they're over-exaggerating. If you're young and healthy, you're cool. But I have a friend whose grandmother is literally dying Mm. But she's in a nursing home and she hasn't been able to see like any of her family because of like the coronavirus um, rules and regulations. Like she can't have any visitors. So I this girl is basically not being able to say bye or I love you to her grandmother in person before she transitions because of this disease that you guys don't want to get under control. Like, it's never going to get under control if y'all are still going to bars, y'all are still smoking hookah, you still going to little concerts or whatever. Like, think about other people. For two you days. know what I think is important to the conversation as well? I think it's two, mm-hmm. two, two things that's important to this conversation about people going out with this pandemic and everybody going. I think one mm-hmm. is is it escapism, and then it's comfortabil- yeah, comfortability. And first, I just want to talk about comfortability because I understand that, you know, you want to get outside, you want to party, you want to have fun. It's, it, it's fucking, it, it's terrible being cooped up in the house for weeks, for days, just being in a house. with the, it, it, it is a fucked up situation. But the question I ask everyone is, is that, you know, everybody want to get back to normal. Everybody don't want to wear masks anymore. Everybody want to go back to concerts and, you know, we want to live normal life. But are, are y'all ready to give up your comfortability to get back to normal? And from the looks of it, it don't look like y'all are. Mm. Because I'm scrolling down my IG and I'm still seeing people in clubs. I'm still seeing people in bars. Yeah, you never change from normal. Yeah, it never, it never, it's like we're still, it's, we're still, we're still like not understanding the effects that it has, not only on the entire world, but our black community, because 
we're fucking dying at alarming rates during this pandemic. So I just want y'all to take accountability. And then, you know, if, you, if your friend texts you and be like, sis, what, you, what we doing this weekend? We going out? Nah, sis, I'm cool. I'm going to stay in the crib today because the pandemic is doing too much. That's all. Shit. Go to the gas station, get you a damn hookah, a hookah, a hookah, um, a hookah machine and light the hookah in your crib. Get some, <laughs> get some music, get some bottles, put the little, um, <laughs> put the little joint on the top of the bottles, act like you had a section in the bar. Boom. You don't have to go to the bar. Look, fix the problem. Boom. But I just want, yeah. I just want people to understand that if we're going to get back to normal, I want us, you know, the, the real question is, are you going to sacrifice your comfortability to get out of this? That's that's what it is. But you know what? You bring up a really good point because there are people who are in um, like domestic situations mm-hmm. that aren't ideal to be quarantined in. There are people dealing with all type of mental health yes. or mental wellness issues. But that's where we have to change our definition of community, mm. what community looks like for us. Because you don't have to physically touch and see your loved ones mm. to be able to share or show love redefine like the meaning of communication exactly technology has given us so much that shit you can damn near pull up a hologram of somebody <laughs> right. if you want to see them in person that bad but like sending flowers sending cards writing letters facetime zoom calls those things are essential mm-hmm. during this time you know and even like getting creative i saw on twitter this this boy made a date night for his girlfriend who got covid and they were like completely separated Aww. but she was still able to share something cool with her loved one so right. we just have to get creative you don't always have to be up under people or in people's face right to um show affection yeah i agree i definitely i definitely agree with that like redefine redefining the meaning and the definition of communication Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I just I just think that right now it's it's so many people that's just working on themselves and then redefining certain things because we're like we're trapped in a house. So when you like, you know, society have conditioned us in so many ways that, you know, life is actually going going to work nine to five, coming home, cooking, doing this, doing that, always on a run, always constantly doing something. But instead, right now, what we're doing, we're actually in the house 24-7 with ourselves. So a lot of people is working on themselves, just trying to figure out different different ways and different, like, just to go about life differently. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the, I brought up the, you know, I brought up the, I brought up the topic escapism because I think that with our, with black community, period, I think the way that we, the way that we deal with our trauma is escapism. Running away from them mm-hmm. than actually dealing with it. And I understand it because, you know, f- for me to talk about the topic, I think that it's also important for me to hold myself accountable as well. Because I spark a blunt in a minute <laughs> if I'm if I'm going through something. <laughs> but like you ever spark a blunt and then you smoke that shit and you still feel depressed. So now you got to you high your shit with an airhead. So it's just like <laughs> it's like I get it. I do get it because I, I, I understand it. I, I get it and I understand it as well because I go through it. But deal with it. Just deal with it. It's okay. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to, 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 stand, to stand, stand in it. It's okay. It'll make you stronger. 
Stop running from everything. We'll get through this. I, I promise. I promise. Like, I promise. And this is it's, it's so fucked up where we at right now in the community. And I just, not even the community, but as a country. Like, man, I know other countries just laughing the fuck at us. Like, <laughs> like man, like, I don't know. But, like, you know, if I had to say, had to say anything, if I had to say anything to anybody out there, stay out the clubs, stay out the bars. Boss up on them vitamins. Stay at the restaurant. Get that vitamin C in your body. <laughs> like, go get your vitamins. Just stay healthy. Keep that immune system strong. And just stay out the bars, y'all. Like, that's that's all I just wanted to say. Like, you know, I ain't policing nobody. I am. I'm lying. I'm COVID police. But... I was about to say. <laughs> I am. But, yeah, just stay, just stay out the bars. Stay out the bars. Stay out the bars. For we be out here ventilator and vibes. Because I'm going to drop t-shirts that say that. Ventilator and vibes. That's the fuck where we headed at right now. Enough. Okay, so our next segment is I would like to see it. What's something you want to see people start or stop doing? It could also be something you want to see more or less of in the world. Um, so I'll start with like rallying around black designers. Um me personally, all black everything. Give mm-hmm. me Telfar, give me Hanifa. Yes. Hell, give me baby fat if it's cute. Yes. I agree with um, that. I just want us to like make that normal as a Gucci belt. Make a Telfar bag, the new Gucci. You know belt. what I really would like to see? What? All the brands that was making all them statements about hiring black people when the whole George Floyd was happening. Where, mm. where, where's the, where's the race data at? I want to see how many people y'all have hired so far. I would actually like to see that. Come on. I would actually like to see that. How many communities have you given back? To right, since, since then, you since you posted black your box. your black box, <laughs> right? How many people? Have, how many black people have you hired? How many black women have you hired? Come on. Oh, okay. Stick on it. But that's something I would like to see. I also would love to see the end of fucking celebrity culture. You already know how I feel about that. I just want people to understand that the standard of life is not being famous. Okay? That's just Mm -hmm. not the standard of life. That's not the reality. Like, it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens. That's something that's possible. But come on, dog. Like, we're we're much more. We're much more than that. Because when I was growing up, and I was just like, oh, I want to be... I want to be a host on BET. I want to be famous. I want to host all these awards. And I want to be a celebrity. I want to do this. this nah, I, I don't want to do that. I mean, if the if the, if the opportunity appro- uh, um, presents itself, of course, I'm going to take it. But the whole famous thing, and that's just, it's, it's mentally draining. Emotionally and mentally draining. And I just don't got time for that. I just don't got time. Yeah, I just don't see it for celebrities but i just don't see what people get out of worshiping celebrities and even like twitter and instagram influencers i know so even personally i know so Mm -hmm. many people with a shit ton of followers like 17k 25k and they are idiots Mm. and it's like (laughs) why are these the people you know that we're propping up in our culture but right yeah. yeah i just want people to understand that celebrities are people as well they're just like the exactly they're they're the they're the they're, they are the girl that's walking down the street they're the man that works at the store 
there's there are normal people just like us. Please, bro, just stop viewing these motherfuckers like they're some type of they're like fucking Queen Elizabeth or some shit like that. I mean, she's trash and she's racist, but that was the. I was about to say fuck her. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm just saying like the monarch, like just like nah, they ain't that. They ain't that. They ain't out here in these fields. Like they ain't out here helping us. They ain't out here in these streets starting programs to help us buy, you know, buy property and help us have a better education. And I mean, shout out to the ones who are. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the ones that are. But shout out but to the people the that's. Part, y'all ain't shit. Y'all, y'all ain't shit. You know what? We want celebrities to do. Just open your purse. Open your purse. Just give us the dollar. Just give us the money. That's all we want. So we can actually instill programs and systems inside of our community that actually helps and benefit us. Instead of y'all just keep coming into our community, giving us these dumbass coats and these dumbass food drives. We don't want no more coats. We don't want no more food drives. We want opportunities and resources. Please, like, keep that shit. We don't want Meek, I'm going to call Meek out. Meek, we don't want your coats anymore. Meek Mill, we don't want your coats anymore. We don't want those TVs. We don't, we don't want those Xbox 360s. We don't want none of that shit. We want opportunities and resources. We want jobs. We want a pay raise. That's what we want. Influence these political leaders to do that shit, okay? Thank you. Billy is fed the fuck up today. <laughs> Please, I'm fed the fuck up. But I also would like, to, you know, I would also would like, to see and i also would like to end please stop blaming election election results on black people please stop because we're not voting for these races as people we're we're not run if i could get on my soapbox for just two seconds that's all i need to say one y'all didn't even want our black asses to vote (laughs) at some point in history So now you can't, because it may benefit you, you can't say years later, oh, well, the black population didn't turn out, shut your ass up. Right. And second of all, I want people to dead the narrative that there were civil rights heroes who died for our right to vote. Are you fucking shitting me? No, they were killed because of racism. Like, I'm pretty sure Megger Evers would have loved to spend another 50 years with his daughters. He wasn't like, oh, you know what? If I die today, I know Negroes can vote. <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Stop saying that dumb shit. Yeah. I, and I mean it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely do agree with that. Like, y'all just been like... And can can the people please stop texting me about elections? I'm still getting election texts. The election is over. Stop texting my phone. We don't know. But I know that Georgia have an important Senate election coming up, correct? So if we have any Georgia listeners, please register to vote for that election because that's very important. So if you're out, you're from, you're, you live in Atlanta, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you're out in Georgia, go register to vote. Period. And actually vote for the right people. Please. So our next segment is Who Run the World. And this segment is basically to amplify women in LGB community and other demographics that are often overlooked within the community. So we just wanted to give some shout outs to some, you know, some black businesses. And the first Shout out we want to give is to Bright Endeavors. Uh, is a, a black-owned candle company that hires single moms of color. So shout out to Bright Endeavors. Don't forget to follow them on Instagram and, you know, any other social media outlet that they have. You can follow them at Bright underscore Endeavors. 
and it's a candy company again that hires single moms of color so shout out to bright endeavors i'm gonna give y'all some snaps for that because you know y'all doing what y'all do and then next we have two black owned plant companies we have plaque um i said black damn planteconomy.co you can follow them on Instagram or Twitter, whatever social medias they handle. So that's a black-owned plant company. Then we have another one called Grounded, and I love y'all brand name. I just love that name, Grounded. Um, you can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media they have as well at Grounded. So that's G-R-O-U-N dot D-E-D. So that's their ad name. So those are the two black-owned um, plant companies. And then we have a digital illustration company that features black faces. Um, you can find the, you can find them at blackillustrations.com, and you can at them on social media platforms at black illustrations blk illustrations and lastly we have we just want to give a shout out to body gloss cosmetics which is a black owned skin company woman owned as well and they create vegan and homemade and handmade um skincare cosmetics so shout out to these four businesses five six anyway shout out to the black businesses out here doing their thing uh don't forget to follow them, buy some products, support, you know, support your black businesses. And, you know, it's always, always there. Just a shout out, you know, just to give you all something to look forward to. Black Millennial is a podcast. And by default, you know, it's a little ableist. So, you know, come in 2021, you will be able to, you know, read content via newsletter. So just keep an eye out for like, you know, a link for you to sign up, you know, to get some show notes and stuff like that for the next few episodes. So that's coming 2021, which I'm very excited about. Absolutely. And Black Friday is coming up, so make sure you shop with all those amazing Yes, please, 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 please. Companies. So are you ready to reclaim our time? I am. Let's do it. In this segment, we put our nerd glasses on and push them back on our face in order to get a different view of the world. Reclaiming our time is about political education and ensuring that our people can make the best, most informed decisions about political leaders um and you know this is my shit (laughs) so despite whatever donald trump has going on joe biden won the election like he's that's all facts we did it joe you're going to be the next you know (laughs) she said we did it joe But no, all effects, stop wasting your fucking money on them dumbass lawsuits. Y'all lost the election. Give that shit up, dickheads. I'm sorry, that was very much a rant. Stop wasting taxpayer money, actually, because we're the ones paying for these recounts and shit. Let it go. Yeah, I just... trying to make bitch happen. Yeah, give it up, Donald Trump. Just give it up. Give it up. We're, We're going through a pandemic. People are dying. We have shit to do. We have stimulus checks to give out to people. You know, you're holding back my stimmy. Give it up, like just give it up. You're lost. Like you, you, you keep. You're spending three million dollars. You spending. You spending three million dollars on each lawsuit. It's fucking, like you're an idiot. Give it up. Just give it up. You lost. Like we get it. You had four years to perpetuate your racism. Like come on. Like back to the back to the normal racism. That racism. That was a different type of flavor of racism. I don't know what type of racism. That was Excel racism. <laughs> Them four years was rough. Mm, 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 mm. Bigotry, misogyny, <laughs> we don't need it. 
But and see, that's a good point that you made because we're not saying like in Joe Biden's America, everything's going to be utopia and it's going to be perfect. We know y'all still going to be out here cutting the fuck up as you have done since 1776. However, I think um, a Joe Biden administration will give minorities um, underrepresented communities time to like reclaim our country back because bitch I'm from America too I built this my shit my great grandparents were born and raised here their parents were born and raised here so when I see the American flag I don't want to equate that to racism cause shit this is where I'm from honestly we could so. abolish the American flag cause that shit ugly anyway Ooh, who sold that shit what was her name Betsy Ross shit trash just Betsy give it up Ross? that's her <laughs> Her name Bessie Ross, right? <laughs> Wait. Okay. Didn't she knit the, knit the American flag? Oh, di- yeah, but she didn't design it. Oh, well, she knitted that shit trash. Just give it up. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think, you know, to be 100% honest, I don't think that anything will change with Joe Biden being into, you know, being the president. And I seen a clip on Twitter where a CNN reporter asked a black protester. She basically asked her and was like, oh, aren't you happy to be back to normal again? And the black protester was like, what's normal to me? What's normal to a black woman in America? Hmm. What's normal? And you know, you know why I had to think that question held so much privilege for you to even say, let's get back to normal the fuck is normal to me i'm a black man living in america i'm a black woman living in america ain't shit normal over here i'm fighting systematic racism every day i wake up literally but i will say that i think that joe biden is the only candidate at the time which i voted for him i think that he was the only candidate at the time that we that we were able to pressure him into things that we want to be you know that we want to be seen done get none that basically like Mm-hmm. I think that's the only candidate I think that we we're able to pressure into getting things done. Hopefully they, yeah. you know, hopefully the things that he has said on his campaign trial, he actually commit to. And I want us, I want us to understand that. Just stop allowing us to obsess over these political leaders. Just stop idolizing these people because at the end of the day, we also have to hold them accountable because our life is on the line. LGBTQ plus rights is on the line. A woman hill is on the line. So let's stop idolizing these political leaders. Let's stop, you know, obsessing over them. Yeah, I'm happy that he won, but it's time to get to work. It's no more. It's no more. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this for the black community. And then fucking three years later, we're like, well, what did you do? So y'all, I th- hurt, the man. y'all hurt me. Let's hold these political leaders to this to the stuff that they're saying on the campaign trial to get our fucking votes. So, Joe Joe Biden, we're on your head, bro. We on your ass. We're on your ass, nigga. <laughs> so yeah, I just so don't. Let's talk about weird white people shit. Oh my god. <laughs> we're gonna start with Rudy Giuliani, who I, I don't. Let me tell you about this man. He is. You ever seen the Mucinex monster? That's him. Um, that's him exactly. I was watching a CNN interview with him. Well, it was they had like he was like at a press conference or something for like 
they a little corny as lawsuits they having just to like you know lose you're lost just give it up i don't know what the fuck y'all wasting money but his hair dye was dripping off his face and all i could think of so nasty all i could think of was the penguin man from batman mr what's his name mr penguin <laughs> like trump supporters just got this weird look i don't know what it is nasty. trump supporters just got some weird ass look like it's just like a look to them they got y'all are the ugly as fuck like that's that racism eating y'all the fuck up but yeah um he never had a reputation to me he always been racist he always been ugly get this man off my tv what the fuck are they doing um, I'm honestly tired of talking about the Trump administration. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about Trump, Rudy, Mike, Ivanka, Tiffany, Eric. Fuck y'all. Leave us alone. Yellow loss. Bye bye. Give it up. I win. You lose. What Nicki Minaj say? Give it up. I win and you lose. <laughs> like. I'm tired of talking about these motherfuckers. I'm tired. I'm I'm just so tired. Right. I'm I, I'm tired. I'm gonna give um Mike Pompeo his day in court, but you're right. We can move on. So if you're listening, just look into uh what our current Secretary of State has been up to and write him a nice, nasty little letter. Ground a nigga. Sit his ass down. Tell him to sit his ass down. <laughs> <laughs> so today on Loud and Wrong. You know I love correcting people that's loud and wrong. But today on Loud and Wrong, we have some of the best tweets of the week that made our, made the way down the timeline that I thought was very fucking hilarious. Um, Yeah, so I think one of my favorite tweets I seen was, Air fryers have a grip on my people the same way George Foreman Gross did in the mid-2000s. <laughs> Because them fucking hot sausages that used to be on that fork George Foreman grill hit so different. So different. Let me tell you, I think we stopped using our stove for like two years. Not y'all abolishing stoves for George Foreman. Yeah, just throw everything on the George Foreman. And now it's the same thing he doing with air fryers. <laughs> yeah, Stop like everything in the air fryer. I done seen some weird shit be, be ma- being made in some damn air fryers. I seen somebody make pancakes, a damn seven up cake. Like y'all might as well put the whole damn Thanksgiving dinner in that motherfucker. Like at this point, cause like y'all air frying the fuck up. Air frying the fuck potatoes up. in there. Also, a hilarious tweet that I, I, I don't shop at TJ Maxx's and HomeGoods, so this probably is funny to you, Sid. But it's a, what do they put on TJ Maxx and HomeGoods stickers for that shit to stick like that? <laughs> yeah, this tweet comes from Issa Giggles. And personally, I find it hilarious because if you ever, even like Mason Jars, if you've ever purchased something that was glass from TJ Maxx or Home Goods, the sticker is probably still on there. No matter when you bought it, it's <laughs> still there because that shit is made of Teflon. I don't know. I'm I never shopped there. I'm more so a Ross and Burlington type you of person. Get into Home Goods. Is it like do you feel do you feel expensive when you shop there? Um, 
I don't feel I normally get like knickknacks from there. Okay. They have really little, cute little knickknacks. Who come up with shit like that? Knickknacks. Uh, That's a black word. Knickknacks. Like it is. my grandma said, I gotta get some knickknacks from the store. Like what? Like, oh my god, this is not on in our notes, but I seen a tweet last night that said, "What's up with black people commenting on people's bodies at funerals?" And <laughs> <laughs> That's like probably the funniest tweet I've seen in the longest because a black person, a black person will go to a funeral in a heartbeat and say, oh my God, her body looks so nice. Who did her body? She looks so real. She's just like she was asleep. Like what? (laughs) I can't (laughs) I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and there's like a legendary family um, in Montgomery who has owned a funeral home for like generations. Mm -hmm. And recently the dad passed away. I kid you not. When we heard the news, the first thing my grandma said was, I wonder who going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Black people. What's up with y'all? What's up with y'all critiques on people's bodies at funerals? But, she don't look natural. Don't she's look who did her dress? Who did her makeup? Like what? <laughs> who did her makeup? Her hair looks so nice. Like bro, what? Like come on. But no, we are a funny people. But no, another hella a funny tweet that I found hella funny was when they said that Roland Ray sounds like Maya Angelou. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I gotta pull the tweet up. I have to pull the tweet up. I I I I got I got to pull the tweet up. It's funny because it's true. So I'm in the candy aisle. I came to the liquor store, went straight to the candy aisle. I got me a Starburst. I got me a motherfucking um. What else I get? Hershey. A Hershey. What else? Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. The little king size Reese's. I love Reese's cups. Purr. And so I get all that, y'all. All y'all been there for all that shit and spend $100. I'm so mad. I feel like he jipped me because, bitch, it's no way. Like, oh, it got to be some motherfucking insurance in it. Long story short, I ain't paying everything because I want, I ain't want police to come. I didn't get had time for that. And at this point, y'all, I'm real mad. So do liquor stores got insurance or what? Like, it don't mind at this point because I already made the purchase, but... I feel like I lost a friend because man, him always motherfucking speak, but I don't think I can speak to him for and like no another week or two. Like I just can't do it. Like uh uh-uh. uh. Oh my god, that's 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 hella funny, man. Oh, it's a two minute story. So if y'all if y'all want to go laugh at that, please go check it out on his Twitter page. Shout out to Roland Ray, man. Beyonce actually sent him something from Ivy Park. He got a PR packet. Like clearly, mine's got missing, missing, missing the mail. Because where's mine? Beyonce's his girl. Beyonce checks on him from time to time. Right. <laughs> the next tweet on the list. This is actually a little more on the serious side. And this, I feel like, is one of those quirky white things. Well, quirky things that white people do with good intentions, but it just doesn't read well. And it's those bathroom signs that say, like, man, woman, whatever, just wash your hands. And it's annoying because it's normally, like, 
the icon for a man, the icon for a woman, and then like a magical unicorn or something. Bitch, if I don't identify or a man or a woman, that doesn't mean I am a damn alien. Some mystical, right? Some mystical ass creature that doesn't exist. Get it together, people. Take those signs. Please get that transphobic shit out of here. It's 2020. I won't do that shit anymore. So, oh, man, that, was funny. that was hella funny. <laughs> so next, we wanted to just get into some um some pop and bangers we have been listening to, some TV shows we've been watching, some movies we've been watching, you know, over, you know, in the last couple of weeks or months or anything like that. So what are, what's, what's something you'd like? What's some stuff you've been listening to? Put me on. You know, I love Ariana Grande. I think she makes uh, rich bitch music. Right. I've been listening to her latest album, but most recently, Megan The Stallion dropped. Mm. And I want to know, we talked about this for a second on Clubhouse, but I want to know what you think about her album. <sighs> what do I think about Megan The Stallion album? Okay, to give my honest opinion, to jump into my music critic bag, let me put my hat on. I think that Megan The Stallion is a great rapper. Artists, still on the fence about that. And the reason why I say that is because I wouldn't even necessarily that's that's her fault. I just think that her team don't know what to do with her. Because I was looking at the rollout for her album. And every time she's dropping a project like for Fever or what's, what's the last album she dropped earlier this year with Savage and stuff on there. Her team like to throw singles out and throw them at the wall and see which ones stick. It's never like... The process of, oh, we're dropping a single because there's an album coming up. So you just see her dropping singles and she's just throwing shit out there. And we're like, well, what is this for? And then when the album dropped, we're like, okay. Like, there's no build-up anticipation with her. And I think that her team is literally, like, failing her. Because I think that Megan is an amazing rapper. But she just needs to get that artistic, that artistic that artistic thing with like she just needed to like learn more about being an artist mm-hmm. i think that what she need is a female rap mentor someone like a Nicki minaj or someone that can actually like you know pull that artistic side of her out because i don't think that that's you know i don't think that that's what we're getting right now because good news it's all right it ain't fever though it ain't tina snow It ain't Tina Snow. To find a way to bring up Nicki Minaj, didn't you? Right. <laughs> I did, but because it's Pink Friday, it's it's Pink it's Pink Friday tenth anniversary. But no, I do think that she do need a mentor because I think that her her her, her, her as an artist isn't 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 correlating well. But shout out to Megan. I'm always going to support you because I I do actually like Megan. So shout out to her. Make sure y'all go spring, um stream good good news and just give it a listen. That's my opinion. That's not what I think. That's that's just my opinion. Everybody else got their own taste. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I actually, you know what? Single I've been loving. I've been playing since it dropped. Jasmine Sullivan new single. I'm gonna tell y'all about. Let me tell you something. I'm having a clubhouse room about that Monday tomorrow. So I'm gonna need y'all to click into that. But she's just so talented, and this song is so good. Like I feel like she tapped into her Aretha bag with this. 
she pulled out her little inner Aretha. And Jasmine Sullivan is just amazing artist, amazing vocalist, amazing songwriter. It's just an all-around talented woman. Like, uh, oh my God, words can't even explain how much. Her voice is wonderful. Yeah, words can't even explain the type what her music means to me. And I just think that you know everybody right now is just saying like you know we want that old R and B back. We want that you know that feel where R and B singers just sing. Jasmine Sullivan is making that music. Lost ones and pick pick up your feelings. Is 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 that work? So just make sure y'all go stream my girl, Jasmine Sullivan, new single, and also another artist I think that is amazing is Victoria Monet, last album, latest album Jaguar. Make sure you go stream that. She's actually Ariana Grande. She writes for Ariana Grande a lot. So make sure I go pick that up. And Xavier Omar, I actually went to go listen to it, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love it. I really do love it. So, yeah, make sure I go um check out you know Xavier Omar. I feel you. That's his latest um project. Megan dropped good news. We got Jasmine Sullivan with pick pick up your feelings, which is an amazing single. And we got Ariana Grande positions, which is a good album as well. Make sure I go get them bops and bangers, guys. Also, and for all my Megan fans, oh sorry, just really quick to throw this in there. All my Megan fans who are listening, if you're in Los Angeles, Houston, or Atlanta. Um, there is a good news pop-up shop somewhere around your city mm. that was curated by my big sister on behalf of Megan's team. Um, so go check that out. It's really cute. Period. It's really nice. Also, what have you been watching? Shit. Mm. <laughs> oh my bad. God, you know what I watched I the- yesterday? I'm sorry to cut you what? off. But... The Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion was so good. Oh man, it was so good because I never saw that coming. It was so amazing, like it was so amazing. Like I think for me, like I think for like you know, because you know, like my mom and my uncles and my aunts, they grew up with the show, so I want Mm -hmm. I want them to watch it to get that feel because I got a feeling like I actually cried. Because like, you know, like I, I watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's not like, but that's not like my number one sitcom. But the culture impact that that show had, like, oh my god, like that show is a fucking amazing. Like to, to just to watch that and just to see them come together and then just this like you know talk about it and just like talk about like you know different obstacles and just like how they got to a just like how they got to where they are now. Not just as mm-hmm. individuals, but a family, cause they're a family. And I damn, I damn near cried at the end, cause I was just like, damn, that's the last time. Like this is like they're actually wrapping up the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like yeah, it was like we get the reunion, yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is around, but like it's a rap now, and it kind of made me emotional. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing, amazing special. Like I, I advise everyone to go actually go watch that joint. That that was actually that was that was some good work. I think I'm going to float my ne- the thing I was going to talk about next. I'm going to float it to three things to stand. Mm. Um, so in this section, we're just talking about brands, people, items, concepts, whatever we're feeling right now. Um, so the first thing I want to stand is Jingle Jangle on Netflix because it's black as hell and it's about Christmas and it's super cute. The second thing I want to stand is is my brand 
her modern life. When you get yes. a chance, you should check it out. And the third thing I want to say is my family and friends. Because I've had like a wild two and a half, three months. And my niggas have really shown up for me. And I'm just like so appreciative for it. So shout out to y'all. Period. Three things that I want to stand. First is, of course, Nicki Minaj. Shout out to Pink Friday. It's the 10th year anniversary. So shout out to that. Oh, my God. That was just an amazing time. That was that was a time to be alive. <laughs> like, just want to stand her. Thank you for that album. That album was like, whew, got me through some got got me through some shit. There, old Nicki. Here I am. Got me through some shit. Really did. So shout out to Nicki for that. I'm definitely standing you today for giving giving us Pink Friday. An amazing album. One of the most prolific albums of all. I want I want to say of of the decade. So yeah, shout out, okay. shout out, shout out to Nicki Minaj. Shout out to Nicki Minaj for that. I also want to stand myself. So I took a leap of faith and I quit my damn job. So I just wanted, I just wanted to, you know, get, you know, pat myself on the back and just stand myself for just taking that leap of faith and actually, like, you know, choosing me because I felt like, you know, my job was just like mentally, emotionally draining, and I felt like a lot of times I was sacrificing my happiness for a check. And that's not healthy at all. I just wasn't spending a lot of time on my on my creative endeavors. I just wasn't like, you know, spending time on me. It was always work, 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 work. And finally, I get that freedom of just like, you know, going full time with my brand, my business, myself. Shit, I got time to focus on myself now. So I'm just like, you know, excited. I'm kind of scared because I'm out in the streets. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, but like, you know, I'm here. We fuck it. We ball. So, yeah, my grandma texted my grandma and told her. She was just like, nigga, you quit your job in the middle of a recession. I'm just like, um, shout out, baby boomer. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the third thing I want to stand, I just want to give a shout out to all my creative friends, all my family. Um, I know it's a hard time to create, to just, like, put out work right now. And I just want to say that y'all are creating some amazing fucking work. Y'all are just embodying what black excellence truly is at a time where hope probably shouldn't be a thing but <laughs> you know um i just want to give a shout out to all my creative friends shout out to y'all thank y'all for supporting me um always being there for me thank y'all for creating amazing work sharing y'all craft with us just shout out to black creators period i just want to stay in black creators i also just want to stay in the businesses that we shout out today too as well so shout out to let me stay in these four businesses, five businesses real fast because it's Black Friday. I need y'all to get my my black business of coin. So shout out to Candle, the Candle Company, Bright Endeavor. Shout out to Plant Economy. Shout out to Grounded. Shout out to Black Illustrations. And shout out to Body Glass Cosmetics. I'm seeing y'all today, guys. So yeah, those are the three people I'm standing. I also want to give um, honorable mentions to... Our producer Jameer. Yes. Shout out to him. Good ass food. The ebook is still available. Make sure I go get that. As well as our writer Iman, who is over at Black Girl Brunch. Yes. So if you have time, check out Black Girl Brunch and Good Ass Food. Make sure I go get that and go check it out. And finally, we're coming to the end of the episode. So our last closing mantra, you know, previously, you know, we close shows with a mantra or a closing statement to kick off the next week. But 
you know we're gonna start call um you know we're gonna start calling this segment um let someone know it's just a way to send a message you know to the masses or just like you know leave people off with a message to like you know start the week mm-hmm. or just leave them with something to think about and this week we just wanted to let someone know don't start nothing don't be nothing if you don't get your ass up it won't be nothing if you don't start nothing won't be nothing i'm talking to that person that just feels so discouraged that feel like they have no confidence that feels so down and beat up and I, I don't know which way to turn just start something get up take a shower cook some breakfast do something it's always life is just one step at a time it's not five steps at a time it's not ten steps at a time it's not a race it's a marathon if you don't start nothing, you won't be nothing. If you want to go somewhere, if you want to be somebody, you got to wake up. <laughs> but no, I'm just being honest, y'all. But if you feel discouraged, if you know, if you just feel like that you're not, you're, you're out of it. You just don't know which way to turn. There's no motivation coming. You just can't create. You can't do this and that. You don't feel good waking up every, every, day, every day. Just start something. Just start something. Just wake up. There, there go a step right there. Open your eyes. There's a step right there. Opening your eyes. So that's that's my closing mantra. I'm gonna take the um, traditional interpretation of this quote. Of course. And (laughs) I know if you don't start no shit, it won't be no shit this week. So mind your business. Keep your mouth closed unless it's productive. Um, and worry about yourself mostly. Yeah, focus on yourself. <laughs> Love yourself. Choose yourself. Fuck everybody else. Choose so, you know. yourself. But nah. Peace. Uh, I just wanted to give. Uh, just you know, just to close the episode out. I just wanted to thank everyone. Thank every listener. Everyone that reposted. Everyone that liked. Just everyone that commented. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate every listener. We appreciate every listener. Jameer appreciates the entire team appreciates every listener. And we just want to say that we do this for y'all. This conversation is just much more than just me and Sydney, much more than Jameer, much more than Imam, much more than everyone over at the Black Millennial team. We're, we do this for y'all just to create dialogue, to create conversations that help, that actually helps the community. So Absolutely. stay black, stay beautiful. Please wear your mask, stay out of them clubs, and protect yourself. Stay safe, guys. Thank you for listening to Black Millennial. Black Millennial Podcast is produced by East Oak with writing by Jameer and Iman Matei of the Black Girl Brunch Podcast. The music in this episode is by Verbatim Jones. See you guys.